Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Final hour of the program. Final hour of the week here of our show. We will be giving away to LSU baseball tomorrow. On the program this hour, Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE TV and COO of NOLA Gold Rugby. Sensational season continues for them. We'll talk to Scotty at 1020, and then it's Hunt Palmer of the LSU Sports Radio Network to help us understand the changes in the LSU pitching rotation and, of course, Zach Hess going back to the bullpen, and then we'll preview LSU against Ole Miss. I just want to mention, if you missed it, and I understand why you would have missed it. It kind of slipped under the radar a little bit today, but Dan Patrick, the, the great sports broadcaster who many of us uh, many people my age grew up with, and, and certainly everybody who's listened to this program, you probably know who Dan Patrick is. Um, he opened up today with a really emotional story about the struggles with his health, and he's going through kind of low-key chemo, doesn't have cancer. He has uh, some other ailments that chemo helps with, and it was really emotional. And just want to send out our regards to Dan Patrick, who's still hosting his radio show. You can find uh, – that story I tweeted about earlier today at uh, Seth Dunlap. You can see the video in Dan Patrick's monologue and his opening up today on his show. Now, on the opposite side of the spectrum is more ugly news coming in the Tyreek Hill case. The attorney for Tyreek Hill today issued a letter to the NFL that had a detailed denial of all of the allegations made against him. It was a four-page letter sent to the NFL, and um, ESPN got a copy of this, and then they published it. And and frankly, we know how ESPN probably got a copy of that. It was probably Tyreek Hill's lawyer, uh, Trey Pelton, giving that to him. And he kind of went bullet point by bullet point, and it's kind of dismissively hand-waved away, proverbially, every single allegation made against him. And remember, it was last week that we found out a new recording of Tyreek Hill talking to his girlfriend, Crystal Espinal, a fiance, actually, uh, Crystal Espinal. And in that conversation, uh, Tyreek Hill essentially admits to hitting his son and some abuse of his son in that. It was pretty disturbing. I went over this last week. I mean, in the recording, Espinal says, and he says to Tyreek Hill, he, and being the kid, he keeps saying, Daddy punches me, which you do when he starts crying. What do you do? You make him open up his arms and you punch him in the chest. And then also uh, later in that conversation, Espinal says um, the son was scared of him. And Hill, on that conversation, says, uh, B-word, you should be scared too. Or you should be scared too, B-word. I think was the exact quote there. So in this letter... Hill's attorney denies any physical discipline, says Espinal is just making that up, which doesn't really pass a smell test considering Hill essentially acknowledged that he does that, but also says 
his fiance also abused his son. And let me say this. Crystal Espinall doesn't come off looking good in this. I don't think we should let her off the hook at all. But this isn't about her or, frankly, Hill. It's about the son involved in this. The lawyer in this letter says, quote, Hill categorically denies he has ever punched his son in the chest or anywhere on his body or otherwise touched him in the chest in a mean-spirited manner as a form of discipline. Like, I don't I don't understand that when we have him on recording basically admitting that he does but also saying, well, you do it too. Like, what? The lawyer also denies the fiancé's assertion that their son is terrified of him. Now, this was a claim that he was hearing the first time. He did address, the lawyer addressed um, the comment where, quote, you need to be terrified of me too, B-word, and said that comment is inexcusable. I mean, this letter is just, it's, it's eye-roll worthy, to say the least, from Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, this isn't his first run-in with this kind of nonsense. He Later in the NFL draft, there were lots of questions about him because he was found to have hit a woman. A lot of people just wanted to wave that away and say, well, he's a good football player. I just wonder. And apparently the people I talked to in Kansas City have all said, no, we want this guy gone now. Good for the fans there. That's actually a little surprising in a great way because I just wonder if you were going to have a situation where you know fans just rally around a player because he's a good player and they're winning football games like way too many fan bases do when scandal envelops you know a player or their team. This isn't going away, and we'll see exactly what Roger Goodell ends up doing. They're doing their own investigation, so are the Chiefs. But in my view, Hill should not be playing football for a very long time, if ever again. Okay, this is just too much, and it's not, you know, this is already his second chance. You don't get a third one with this kind of stuff. You do not get a third one. But who knows? All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, Scott Alexander is going to join us. We'll talk NBA playoffs, probably a little LSU, and also NOLA Gold Rugby. Scott Alexander next here on the last lap. Got a lot to get to here. Scott Alexander coming on into the program, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE Television, and, of course, COO of NOLA Gold Rugby. Scott's been a couple weeks, man. It's, it's quite a while. Between our conversations here, usually happen a little more frequent than that. How are you doing? I miss you, man. The NBA playoffs have been on for over two weeks, and we haven't been talking regularly. I'm bummed out. I know. I know. It's crazy. You're, you're a busy man. Uh, let's talk Nola Gold up here first. You know, it's the first time we've talked all season long when the Gold aren't in first place, although you have one less match played than San Diego. Um, got a big one against Austin. Can I stop you? Can yeah. I stop you? Yeah. Because it's like the guys when you in basketball, do you ever say that because a guy has played – one more game that he has more total points that he's leading the league in scoring. <laughs> no. I think they go by average. So, in 10 games, we have 4.5 points in 10 games. And even though they're technically in first, in 11 games, they have 4.15. So, the New Orleans, NOLA goal hold their own destiny. And the San Diego Legion, actually, they hold their own, too, only because we have two more games with them out of the last five. So it's going to be crazy next week on May 11th when they come in town. Yeah, what, what happened last week, man? He had that one point loss to Seattle. I thought that was a little surprising. Are you st- no, no, no. Actually, I actually I hate to say this for my goal fans, friends that are listening. That's one that you kind of look at the schedule. They're the defending champions. Uh, you know, you beat them in a surprising game early in the season because they were picked to be first again. Um, you go into their place. You might be missing a player or two. And I'm like, I chalk that one up as 
kind of an L because that, at that time they were we were one two with them, and then San Diego was right behind. And uh, and I was shocked the way the, the gold held tough because that is a tough place to play. You're a Seattle, at least northern Washington native. You know how hard it is to play. You know you've seen the Sounders. Obviously, yep. you've seen the Key Arena when the when the uh, obviously the Sonics were rolling. And when, you know, football gets crazy up there with the Seahawks, it's no different in soccer, man. I mean, in rugby, those fans go nuts. Uh, and they're where we're looking to be as far as a crowd. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, hopefully by the end of the season, we're going to get rowdy. We've got great crowds, but those people go nuts. So for us to fight and claw their way to a one-point loss, it's a one-point loss. But here, there's the thing. You get a bonus point if you get four tries, which is basically a touchdown. Got that accomplished, and if you lose by less than seven, got that accomplished. So they got four points to the win, but the goal still got two. So, I mean, it's all about total points. You know, the win-loss record's great, but it's all about who gets the most bonus points along with those wins. Now, you get a much softer landing this week in a game that I think you were telling me is supposed to be on the road, but it actually is a home game now. Austin, who's at the bottom of the standings, but it should be a little a little party over there at Gold Stadium, huh? Well, we're going to do this, man. We just got thrown this a couple weeks ago. Austin's having issues with their stadium. So they asked if they could play home. And, you know, we had to struggle. Like, okay, we can do it. But, you know, it's hard to sell. So we decided to sell the $25 tickets that we normally charge for $10. So for those people out there that have been wondering, you know what? I keep hearing about this NOLA goal thing. I'm wondering what rugby's about. This is your perfect chance. No excuse. Bring the whole family for $40, $50. And, you know, it's great entertainment. And you get to see the first-place team. Now, I hate to say this because Austin was over, I think, five or six or seven when we played them at home a few weeks ago. And it took a last-second try, touchdown basically, to win that game. So I hate to take them for granted because they're 0-11 and we're basically in first place. So it's going to be exciting. You get to go for $10. It's 3:30. They're going to do, like – half-price uh, mint juleps because it's Kentucky Derby. is going to be right after. They're going to show the Derby on the big screen, the, the Jumbotron. It should be a great night out there. And wear your Derby hats while you're at it. How did they get those tickets, Scott? You go to nolagoldrugby.com. I mean, you're a dream come true. You're setting me up, Seth. nolagoldrugby.com. we got a games on the 4th, the 11th, and the 18th. And this is the first one for $10. If you want the VIP, which I highly recommend because it's all you can eat and drink, hang out with people like Bobby Bear, uh, John Goodman, of course, guys like Seth Dunlap in there. But, uh, but the, the 11th game, we're really pushing hard because that's going to be on CBS Sports Network. It's going to be a one-versus-two matchup, and that's next weekend. But just get on out. The next three weeks are at home. They're on the road for the last two weeks against two playoff contenders, San Diego again and, and New York. And then the playoffs start June 8th, and then the championship is 16th on regular CBS right before 60 minutes. So it's going to be a great run to the finish because six teams are in it for the four spots, and the goal are fighting hard to keep that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. There you go. Last lap endorsed, nolagoldrugby.com. Get your tickets there. I'm talking to Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE. Uh, TV. I want to ask you this really quickly, and we'll talk some NBA playoffs, man, but I, I had so many conversations today. I didn't, I didn't plan this, but almost all of them were with LSU fans, and I, I, I asked, the, actually, I think I got asked this question first, and then I started asking it to everybody else because I thought it was a fantastic question. If, and I, this is obviously hypothetical, but if Scott Woodward decides that he has to fire Will Wade, and I know you and I have been on the opposite side of uh, the Will Wade, um, you know, our opinions on this, which is, is totally fine. I am curious uh, if Scott Woodward decides he has to make that move, would you support him in that? 
Well, I mean, he's the, he's the athletic director. Yes, I mean, you got to follow your athletic director if you're with LSU. Here's the thing, though. It's hard for me, and i got to be honest with you. I'd be, if I was a judge, I'd have to recuse myself because I have a relationship with Wade. I happen to like the guy. And, and if you're thinking that this one testimony from, you know, about the Nas Reed thing should change things, I'm just going to say this. Your, your better thing is the thing that's supposedly on the wiretap because, because one person – this is the thing. This is why America is beautiful and we have the justice system we have. Is because one person says something about you that is not verified by the person that actually said it because he says so-and-so said this. That's called hearsay. And the court of law that be thrown out. And I'm, just, I'm not trying I – know, I know the whole thing is everybody's like, well, it all adds up. You're going to smoke, there's fire. It's like, but take it individually. You have to throw that one out because that means nothing to me when an assistant coach who's already been fired is talking about how someone else told him that, you know, we'll waive some of this money. Okay, if you have the person that said it, put him on the stand, but not the person who says he heard the person say it because that's ridiculous. But that said, you know what? I want LSU to do it the right way. I really do. And I, but the fact is, is this is not going to get him fired. It's, it's going to be stuff that has concrete evidence because if I'm in his situation, I'd be like, listen, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying that at all. But the fact here is, give me more than what I've seen, and who knows what's going to else come out. But that thing right there, and even the other thing, we don't have any evidence of anything as far as, okay, if you want to be, you know, think about it and say what he said about smart, we all know that's probably what he meant. And that's what's going to be the thing that should have gotten him canned if he was going to be canned, not this latest thing. No, I'm not saying that, and that I was just—I wasn't even really posing the question that way today. I'm just wondering. Um, a lot of people um, who are on, you know, the, the pro Will Wade side of this, the free Will Wade side, are also obviously uh, huge Scott Woodward supporters. And I think Scott—I don't know if you agree with this—the only person around LSU, the only one that would have enough political capital to make that decision, where you wouldn't just have a full revolt by the fan base, is probably Scott Woodward. No, and I agree. And listen, I, you asked me if I would support. He's the guy in charge. You brought him in. You took him away from a major university. Obviously, you had the in with him uh, because of where he went to school, where he's from, and you brought him back. This is probably the only job, honestly, that the guy would have left for. He got probably still a tons of family in Baton Rouge. He's right uh, one state over at Texas A&M. They're building amazing things. Anybody that's seen their athletic facilities, they're off the charts. Let me just say this. But you're going to LSU. And he's your guy. And you want him to be your guy for the next 20, 25 years. He is literally early to mid – well, I think he's mid to late 50s. But he's a young mid to late 50s. I can see this dude doing this job till he's 75, 77. So you have to support that guy with whatever he comes down with. And he's going to wait to see all the facts. He realizes that one of the reasons Oliva got let go was because of this situation. I'm not saying that's the reason, but it's a buildup of things with less miles and – that Ogeron situation, Jimbo Fisher, you know, the whole deal. And, you know, capitalizing that Jimbo Fisher deal, Scott Woodward, because he saw that LSU was kind of hand-tied, and so was Fisher. So he just said, screw it, I'm going out to get this guy, and he did. So this is the guy you have to be behind, Scott Woodward from the rest of the way, because you didn't like Oliva. Well, they gave you a hometown boy who's had success nationwide at Washington, and obviously now at Texas A&M, you got to be behind him. Yep, I agree with you there. Uh, Scott Alexander joining us here. All right, let's talk a little NBA playoffs. Uh, are are you as put off 
by the Rockets right now as I am, and specifically James Harden and Chris Paul and their antics and their anti-official officiating rants and excuse making, because boy, it has turned. I gotta be frank, it's turned me off of that entire series already, Scott. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. I mean, listen, listen Harden was fouled on that. La- I mean, that, I mean, earlier in the game, a couple of times on who wouldn't get the calls. He was not fouled on that last one at the end of game one. He was because he kicks his legs out. And this is a guy that's been getting the benefit of calls all year long. I respect his game. I mean, honestly, if you ask me, guys, that I need to put the ball in the basket in the history of the NBA and I need a score because he can do it from all angles, he's in the top five. But they just have tasted it so close for a few years now, and they saw this was their chance and they say it's slipping away, and they're going to cry a little bit. I understand why they're crying, but nobody wants to cry, baby. I mean, nobody wants it. And Chris Paul is just going overboard with it. And, and if anybody has his reputation on stake more than anybody, it's him. Because until last year, he never got past the second round, and he probably won't get past it again. Um, he's just going up against the force of nature because we have seen very few of these type teams that can put these kind of runs together like the Golden State Warriors have. I was lucky enough to be around the Bulls for three straight years when Michael Jordan had his second three-peat. I uh, wasn't you know, around when the Celtics did in the 60s, but I saw the Celtics-Lakers dominate that whole age. But no team, honestly, since I've really been alive, did it continuously because Jordan took those two years off after his first three-peat. But Golden State, I mean, I'd hate to be the team or be, had to be hardened or obviously now Paul, because he's new to this for the last couple of years, that has to have that roadblock. Because it kind of reminds me, obviously, what Will Chamberlain and Jerry West and guys like that went through having to deal with the Celtics because the Celtics were just so good. And I think that's what's going on with Harden and Paul. They're just getting frustrated as hell. Who's coming out of the East? That's a good one, man. I got to tell you, I was on Boston big time in game one, and then I was on Milwaukee big time in game two. I think that was the wake-up call Milwaukee absolutely had to have. Um, they're the odds-on favorites, even though they lost home court advantage in the playoffs. I don't think it matters that much. It's I think the East series are very compelling. You know, everybody was writing off Philly after that first that first loss, and I was, you know, I kind of did that zigzag theory. I was all over Philly, not just to cover that eight points, but to win the game, and they did. Now, I mean, by the way. I got to tell you, I was at a function all night at the Ritz Carlton, so I don't even know what happened tonight. And I don't want anybody to tell me, so pretend this is before. But Toronto <laughs> has played so well as a team. I taped the game, so please don't tell me. I'm not. But Toronto plays so well as a team. They don't – I mean, listen, the star power from you, you know, 1-5 with Philly, that's pretty strong. But Toronto plays well as a team. And you know what? They may have had their wake-up call or not. Y'all know and I don't. But I think that's another series that I really can't wait to watch the rest of. No spoilers for Scott Alexander. This Scott- is not Game of Thrones on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't escape that, could you? It was crazy. Uh, Scott, always appreciate the chats, man. Let's do it again a lot sooner hey, than this one. One more thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you if, you, if you're not really good with the thing called the Internet machine, you can just call one number, 504-50, the number 50 rugby, 50 rugby, and you can get tickets. Leave a message if, uh, if you call tonight, and we'll get you those $10 tickets on Saturday. you got to take advantage of that. Enjoy. There you All go. right, guys. Thanks, Appreciate Scott. Appreciate you, All right. Bye. All right, we'll do two-minute drill in just a second. We'll open up the lines for a contestant. But first, Jimmy and Gretna. You want to talk a little Pelicans, Jimmy? What's going on? Oh, man, I haven't had much time to call in, but I always listen 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a, a big Pelicans fan, usually negative in your eyes and most of the listeners' eyes, I'm sure. Um, I've heard in local media outlets and radio shows, sports radio shows in New Orleans, um, and I wanted to get your take on it because I really wasn't sure where you stood on this, but, you know, they talked about Drew Holiday, his value, how well he's been playing. Uh, most people are saying fans like he's not uh, up for a trade. And I just – I'm not totally in agreement with that. I do feel like we could get a lot of value for him at the highest point in his career, which is now. Um, he is a big contract. He's a great player. But, again, if you're going to trade something, you want to trade something with value. You can't trade Solomon Hill, for example. Big contract, not playing that great. I wanted to get your take on that. And, um, again, kudos to Griffin. Although yeah. I don't like him being in bed with Gentry. I'm not a big Gentry fan. You know that, Seth. But I do give him credit for bringing in that guy from the Suns, the trainer. Yeah, Aaron Nelson. Be- Aaron Nelson. And, and here's the thing with Drew Holiday. Uh, the reason why I think Drew needs to stay if Anthony Davis leads, uh, leaves is he's 28 years old. He's squarely in the prime of his career. He's going to be in the prime of his career through the rest of his contract, which has three more years on it. And you can build around him. You don't need to completely blow it up. There's no need to completely blow this thing up if you don't need to. And with Drew Holiday, who is a foundational player, and remember, it was players in the NBA that voted him the most underrated player in the league. He was an all-defensive player, all-NBA defensive player last year, probably going to be that again this year. He's, He's a top 20 player in the league. Certainly a top 10 guard in the league. And you can build around him. You get him whatever draft pick or picks you have in the first round, probably picks when you trade Anthony Davis and whatever other return, just for example here, if you get a Jason Tatum and and some other pieces from Boston, draft picks, Julius Randle, Drew Holiday, I mean, that's a, that's a playoff team. You're not going to instantly turn this team into a championship squad. Let's be frank here. If you trust David Griffin, remember he said, he firmly said, and I asked him this directly in that introductory press conference, do you believe Drew Holiday is a foundational piece for this franchise? And he said, absolutely yes, and I agree with him. He can't be that piece. We, you know, We're playing a little rope-a-dope maybe the last handful of years with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis doesn't want to be here. Drew Holiday likes it here. He's not demanding a trade. And frankly, he deserves a chance to be the guy, the man, and he will be, I think, no matter who they bring in. And if Anthony Davis is gone, appreciate hearing from you, though, Jimmy. It's been a while. Call in more. All right. We're going to open up the phone lines now for two-minute drill. We're going to give it to, let's see, caller number two here. Caller number two at 504-260-1870. You can play a little two-minute drill trivia with us. You're competing against me. Logan's got, uh, what do you have, eight questions? Yeah, eight questions back there, Logan. Of course, I haven't seen them. Uh, this is always fun. We end our week with it. Two minutes, eight questions. Uh, I always look foolish doing this, which is why we do it. I'm pretty easy to beat. Caller number two at 504-260-1870. Two-minute drill coming up next. Just watching Rory McIlroy, 500 today. On the leader. I think he's on top of the leaderboard today. Uh, Rory is. Uh, apparently, we got a bunch of chickens out there. Uh, nobody wants to compete in two-minute drill, uh, which late Thursday, sometimes this happens. So... We'll just go solo, Logan. We can see how foolish you can make me look. Now, apparently there's a theme in this, right? Uh, Yeah, towards the end. <laughs> there's a theme towards the end. Okay, well, uh, we're going to put two minutes on the clock. we got eight questions. We're not going over time. So we're going to put two minutes on the clock. That means 15 seconds a question, and 
Um, do you want to tell me what the theme is? Do I get a hint? Mm, no, 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 none. No, okay, no, that, that'd be too. That'd be too big of a hint. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Put two minutes on the clock. A little two-minute drill trivia. Here we go. All right. Here we go. First up, we have. Which golf tournament did Tiger Woods win by 12 strokes in 1997 to record his first major championship win? Wasn't that Pebble Beach? And I can't remember what tournament it was. I think it was at Pebble Beach, though. Was it? I don't know. What was it? It was the Masters. Oh, well, was it the Masters? Okay. Yeah. I thought his first win was. Okay. No, that, you're probably right. I mean, you are right. You looked it up. I always thought Pebble Beach was his first win. All right, next. All right. Oh, wait, was that a first major or first tournament? First major. Oh, okay. See, uh, see, I got to pay more attention. Should have heard it right. I think Pebble Beach was his first win. Next. Next up, we have which country won the first ever soccer World Cup in 1930? Brazil. No, it's not Brazil. Germany. That is incorrect. Is Uruguay. Okay. All right. Next one up here. We have. Which is the only American football team to go a whole season undefeated, including the Super Bowl? That's uh, the Dolphins. That is correct. Hey, I got one. All right. All right. Next one up here. The movie Cinderella Man was about what real-life boxer? Boy, what an incredible movie that was. Um, I, I, I can't remember, and I'm, I'm, I feel so terrible. I don't know. Who was it? James J. Braddock. Gosh, it's been a decade since I saw that movie, but I remember telling people that was in my top five of movies all time when I saw it. I can't believe I forgot that. All right. All right. Next up, the movie The Blind Side is about what NFL player? Uh, Michael uh, Auher. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Aaron Nola. All right. And next up here, who is Rocky's opponent in Rocky Four? In Rocky Rocky Four? Yes. Boy. You're testing my knowledge here. Um, let's see. Ivan Drago. You had Apollo Creed, Clubber Lang. Who was in four? Wasn't that Mason Dixon? Wasn't that one of the guy's names? Oh, well, that's not the one in four. Okay. Well, I th okay, I'm going to give up then. I don't know. Ivan Drago. <laughs> oh, was Ivan Drago? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that one was four. All right. Um, and last one up here. Who was the famous over 400-pound boxer that knocked out Johnny Knoxville in Jackass? <laughs> uh, it was uh, Butterbean. Yes, that is correct. Hey, I remember that one. That was that was like a cult. You know, if there was, I don't think there was viral videos at that time. Or maybe it was just in an infancy, but that definitely would have broke the internet if that happened today. What did I get? Three there? Four there? Uh, yeah, you got three. You got three out of them, and I had a uh, tiebreaker if you want to try. Yeah, that. let me do it. I'm tiebreaking myself. Uh, what was Chuck? Uh, what's Chuck Liddell's win-loss record? Uh, didn't he have one loss? Uh, Forty-five and one. Uh, Twenty-one and eight. Boy, that wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, who is the any undefeated WWE wrestlers right now? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I don't think there are right now. Actually, hmm. no. Uh, How was WrestleMania this year? WrestleMania was really uh, it, it was really good. Uh, the only thing is, uh, and this happens at every uh, huge show, uh -huh. uh, the crowd got really tired about like three quarters of the way through <laughs> so after that you just saw them like kind of stop getting into it and yeah. the crowd isn't into it and the wrestlers kind of aren't into it oh so. that's too bad yeah that's too bad where you you had to go last year 
Uh, yes, I did. It was incredible. Yes, uh, I also uh, I also went to a, a Super Card of Honor for uh, New Japan and ROH over at the uh, Lakefront. Yeah, arena. Lakefront Arena. Yes, it was incredible. I was sitting next to Mark Menard at that WrestleMania last year. It's still one of the um, most awesome you know sporting events I've ever been you know been to been a part of. It was I'm talking about a spectacle. It was that. No doubt about it. Nice job, uh, Logan. Thanks to Logan behind the glass tonight, our studio producer. Thanks to Todd Manessis, our assistant program director and day producer. And also thanks to Diane Newman, our program director, and Helen Centani, our producer during the day, helping out. Want to thank all of our guests tonight, Hunt Palmer, Vinny Iyer, Carter Bryant, Jake Madison, Scott Alexander. What a lineup that was. If you missed any of the show, you can catch the podcasts and on demand at www.com, the radio.com app. If you're listening to this station, you haven't downloaded the radio.com app yet, you need to. And also on Apple Podcasts, if you have that. No show tomorrow. LSU baseball in our time slot, 6.30, the pregame, 7 o'clock. First pitch, game one between LSU and Ole Miss. And also, just one more time, um, just another sobering reminder today with the news that The Advocate is buying uh, NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune and so many great journalists and sports journalists Going to be out of a job. They'll have to reapply for jobs, is my understanding, uh, with The Advocate, and certainly not all of them will have those jobs. Um, just support local journalism. I mean, really. Um, if you go to Starbucks or something like that, it's, it's a cup of coffee for a subscription on whatever site, basically, whether it's, you know, The Athletic does great local journalism now, The Advocate does it. Uh, support local journalism, and, and certainly all those guys and gals over there at Nola.com and the Times Picayune have been in my thoughts all day. I'm Seth Dunlap. That's it for our week. We're handing it off to Beyond Reality Radio. And as always, our moment is zen. Here's highlights from that Raptors-Sixers game today. A Game 3 Sixers win. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.